Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Assbutts. My name's Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And today we are talking about season four, episode six, called Yellow Fever. We start out at night with Dean in a suit running down a street. We hear a dog snarling behind him. He goes around the dumpster and trips over some garbage. There's a homeless man rummaging through the trash. And, he's, and Dean says, run, it'll kill you. The homeless man is not afraid, however, because the dog is a tiny little one with a pink bow. It's a little Yorkie. It is a little Yorkie, yeah. <laughs> I was, I like paused it when I was watching it and asked Eric, like, I almost said I asked Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I asked Eric, that's a Yorkie, right? And Eric's like, I don't know. So I was like, okay, I'll just say it's a little dog. Yeah, it's a Yorkie. Yeah, it's yeah. a cute little guy or girl, I guess, because yeah. it's a pink bow, but... Yeah. <laughs> whatever it could be it could that dog could identify as <laughs> whatever. whatever yeah and let's be real if it's been fixed who cares anyway <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> so it growls at dean who starts to run away in fear the dog chases him then we get our opening title sequence uh we start out in rock ridge colorado 43 hours earlier we're in a morgue checking out a body in a body bag the medical examiner says agent tyler agent perry meek frank o'brien Sam says, he died of a heart attack, right? The medical examiner says, three days ago. Sam says, but O'Brien was 44 years old, and according to this, a marathon runner. The medical examiner says, everybody drops dead sooner or later. It's why I got job security. <laughs> it's like, wow. you creep. <laughs> yeah. Just great. <sighs> Dean says, yeah, but Frank kicked it here. Uh, well, no, no, no. Uh, what does make sense? Sorry. But Frank kicked it here now just yesterday. Two perfectly healthy men bitten m- Maomi. I can't say this. <laughs> no part of that sentence made sense to me. Um, uh, okay. Okay. So Frank kicked it here now just yesterday. Two perfectly healthy men bit it in Maomi. I think that's how you say it. It's M-A-U-M-E-E. And it's a city. Sure. Okay. We'll go with it. Dean says, all heart attacks. You don't think that's strange? The medical examiner says, sounds like mommy's problems to me. It sounds like I'm saying mommy. Mommy. It's mama. 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 <laughs> Why does the FBI give it to him anyway? Dean says, we just want to see the results of Frank's autopsy. The medical examiner says, what autopsy? Dean says, the one you're going to do. <laughs> so we cut to the medical examiner doing an autopsy while Sam and Dean watch. The medical examiner says, first dead body. Dean says, far from it. The medical examiner says, oh, good, because these suckers can get pretty ripe. (laughs) Hey, hand me those rib cutters, would you? So Dean does. They watch a little squeamishly as the guy cuts open Frank's rib cage. I hate all the sounds that are happening, Oh, there are a lot of sounds. Nasty. Yeah. Mm -mm. Dean notices a tan line on the body's finger and asks if it's from a wedding ring. He says, I didn't think Frank was married. The medical examiner says, ate my department. (laughs) Sam lifts up. He's like, I don't care. I just cut him up. Exactly. (laughs) Sam lifts up Frank's arm. Where oh, is that your foot that I'm playing footsie with? Oh, nope. good, it's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I should ask. But, I mean, it's better the table leg than a foot that's not my foot than you're actually playing footsie with. Oh, my God, think that's about upsetting. That. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I don't want to, but now I am. <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so Sam lifts up Frank's arm where there are deep scratch marks. Sam says, any idea how he got these? The medical examiner says, you know what? When you drop dead, you actually tend to drop. Body probably got scraped up when it hit the ground. Huh, I can't find any blockages in any of the major arteries. He pulls the heart out and Dean gags a little. (laughs) The medical examiner says, heart looks pretty damn healthy. To Dean, he says, hold that a second, would you? And he hands Dean the heart. Sam looks amused. (laughs) Then the medical examiner does something to the body and blood squirts all over, or it looks like blood squirts all over Sam's face. The medical examiner says, oh, sorry, spleen juice. (laughs) (laughs) That's so gross. (laughs) And he looks so perturbed, I would be, too, if I had spleen all over my face. God. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like, "Mm, ew. I would would throw up if that happened to me. I probably would, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... Uh, Dean looks amused at the spleen juice. So (laughs) we cut to Sam and Dean in a police station sitting down in a waiting room. There's a cop named Linus sitting behind a desk. They all smile at each other. The sheriff comes out and says, Hell's bells, Linus. Have you seen my... Sam and Dean stand up and the sheriff asks, Who are they? Linus says, Federal agents. The sheriff says, And you kept them waiting? (laughs) You idiot? (laughs) Yeah. Linus says, "You You said to not disturb. 
The sheriff says, come on back, fellas. Just before they walk into the sheriff's office, he stops them and says, shoes off. So they take off their shoes and enter the office. The sheriff shakes their hands and says, Al Britton, good to meet you. The boys sit down and the sheriff uses a huge amount of hand sanitizer on his hands. <laughs> he says, so what can I do for Uncle Sam? Sam says, well, we are looking into the death of Frank O'Brien. We understand some of your men found his body. The sheriff says, they did. Me and Frank, we were friends. Hell, we were Gamecocks. Dean laughs at this. But the sheriff says, that's our softball team's name. They're majestic animals. I'm sure they're majestic animals. <laughs> right. <laughs> I knew Frank since high school. To be honest, I just this morning got up the strength to go see him. Frank was a good man. Dean says, yeah, big heart. Sam <laughs> says, before you died, did you notice Frank acting strange? Maybe scared of something? The sheriff says, oh, hell yeah, real jumpy. Sam asks, do you know what scared him? The sheriff says, no, he wouldn't answer his phone. Finally, I sent some of my boys over to check on him. And, well, you know the rest. He starts coughing and covers his mouth with his hand. Then he hand sanitizes again. He's just a little OCD. I know. <laughs> he says, so why do the feds give a crap? You don't really think there's a case here. Dean says, no, no, it's probably nothing. Just a heart attack. So we cut to Sam and Dean walking on the street. Dean says, no way that was a heart attack. Sam says, definitely no way. Three victims, all with those same red scratches, all went from jittery to terrified to dead within 48 hours. Dean says, something scared them to death? Sam says, all right, so what... what blah, blah, blah. Sam says, all right, so what can do that? <laughs> Dean says, what can't? Ghosts? Vampires? Chupacabras? <laughs> it could be a hundred things. Sam says, yeah. So we make a list and start crossing things off. Dean says, all right, who's the for <laughs> All right, who's the last person to see Frank O'Brien alive? Sam says, his neighbor, Mark Hutchins. Dean says, hang on, and they stop walking. Sam's like, what? Dean says, I don't like the look of those teenagers down there. Let's walk this way. And he crosses the street to avoid the teenagers. <laughs> Sam looks confused. <laughs> we cut to Sam and Dean sitting on Mark Hutchins' couch. There's a lot of animal cages around the room. Mark says, Tyler and Perry, just like Aerosmith. Mark has a <laughs> snake around his neck. Uh, Sam says, yeah, small world. So the last time you saw Frank O'Brien, Mark says, Monday, he was watching me from his window. I waved at him, but he just closed the curtains. Sam says, did you speak to him recently? Did he seem different? Scared? Mark says, oh, totally. He was freaking out. Dean is looking very uncomfortable about all the animals in the room. He says, do you know what scared him? Mark says, well, yeah. Witches. Well, Wizard of Oz was on the... <laughs> Sorry. I've got something in my eye and trying to, like, read my notes with one eye does not work. Okay. Um, okay. He says, well, Wizard of Oz was on the TV the other night, right? And he said that green bitch was totally out to get him. <laughs> so okay. So, side story. Oh, sure. I don't... I think I've said this before, but I was terrified of that movie when I was a kid. Like, oh, really? Nightmares four days oh, like the no. flying monkeys the flying just monkeys really freaked, freaked me out, me out. Yeah. and like i think it was the flying monkeys and then the fact that like she stole the dog right and like we had a little dog at that point mm -hmm. and it was just like too much apparently yeah i don't know like i don't really remember it other than i remember being freaked out by it we were watching it at like my great grandma's house or something like that when i was a kid and we stopped watching or like we didn't watch the whole thing because my parents are just like oh no you know? yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah those monkeys freaked me right out mm -hmm. me too yeah yep. i always like i i don't even remember watching it the whole way through i always fast forwarded through that part oh yeah because it was just too freaky yeah, yeah. mm-hmm I should watch it now and see if it's... You haven't watched it since... Not recently, huh? Oh, yeah. Not in the last 20 years, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I... I watched it. When did I watch it? Oh, so, okay, you know how people say that you can um, sync... Oh, yeah, we, ta we talked about Floyd this in the podcast. Yeah, 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 so we did that. Yeah. Um... So that's, I think, was that the last, the last time, time that I watched, watched it? it? Maybe. Yeah. I might, no, I think I might have watched it once since then because then I was like, okay, well, this is good and all, mm -hmm. but like. 
Now yeah. I have to watch it. I tried it to words. watch it with Killian, but he just didn't get far enough into it. He got yeah. to like the cowardly lion, you know, meeting, and then he was like, I'm fucking done with this, mom. <laughs> this is stupid. Yeah, he just, well, he just can't sit through a whole movie. Oh, you know, yeah. that was just like the longest he could do it. Yeah. So, but <laughs> that's the next, pretty far, though. That's pretty far. And the next Frozen movie is coming out in mm-hmm. November. Yep. And Killian wants to go to the movie theater and okay. try and sit that long. So, we'll hopefully. I'll go with you. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. As long as it's not when I'm getting my tattoo. But that's on a Thursday. So okay. that'll be like, it'll have to be on a weekend. Okay. But you have to point. be content with like, if Killian can't make it through the whole movie, we'd have to leave in the middle of it. Yeah. Which would suck. I might have to like go see it first. Okay. And then, because then that way, if it's like, you know, oh, but this, like, something good's going to happen mm-hmm. or something like that, you might be able to like, keep them entertained yeah. longer. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's a great idea. Okay, so that green bitch was totally out to get him. <laughs> Sam says, anything else scare him? Mark says, everything else scared him. Al-Qaeda, ferrets, artificial sweetener, those Pez dispensers with their little dead eyes. <laughs> Lots of stuff. <laughs> Sam says, so tell me, what was Frank like? Mark says, I mean, he's dead, you know. I don't want to hammer him, but he, he got better. Well, in high school, he was a dick. Like a bully. I mean, he probably taped half of the town's butt cheeks together. Mine included. Like, how would that even work, though? <laughs> I don't know. Like, how are you... Are you seriously pulling down people's pants yeah. and, like, holding their butt together to tape? Like... Yeah, I think so. Who does that? <laughs> Give him a wedgie and move on with I know. It. <laughs> I totally know. Also, like, if you get your butt cheeks taped together, you can just untape your butt. It's yeah, not that like, big of a deal. Okay. Boo-hoo. There must be something we're missing. Okay. If you guys at home know what the big deal is about <laughs> taping butt cheeks closed, can you just let us know? Just go ahead and email us. We need to know about this like, butt cheek thing. This doesn't seem like it would be that bad. It seems like it would be a minor inconvenience, if anything. Yeah. Like, okay, I just have to pull tape off. I mean, I guess if you, like, had to... Like, if it was really sticky tape and it, like, hurt maybe to pull yeah. it off slightly, but, like, still, okay, minor inconvenience, move on. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Please let <laughs> Come us up know. With something better. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dean laughs at this, and Dean says, So he pissed off a lot of people. You think anyone would have wanted to get revenge? Mark says, Frank had a heart attack, right? Sam says, Just answer the question, sir. Mark says, no, I don't think so. Like I said, he got better after what happened to his wife. Dean says, his wife? So he was married. Mark says, died about 20 years ago. Frank was really broken up about it. So Dean is looking nervously at the snake around Mark's neck. Mark says, don't be scared of Donnie. He's a sweetheart. It's Marie you got to look out for. (laughs) She smells fear. Just then, Marie starts slithering towards and onto Dean. He's trying very hard to keep his shit together. And he looks constipated because of it. Yeah. (laughs) He looks terrified. (laughs) So we cut to Dean waiting in baby at night. Uh, He is looking at some research and scratching his forearm. Sam knocks on the door, which startles Dean. Sam gets in and asks, any luck at the county clerk's office? Dean says, I'm not sure I'd call it luck. Frank's wife, Jessie, was a manic depressive. She went off her meds back in 88 and vanished. They found her two weeks later, three towns over, strung up in her motel room. Suicide. Sam asks, any chance Frank helped her along to the other side? Dean says, no. Frank was working the swing shift when she disappeared. Airtight alibi. Dean starts driving and asks, how was Frank's pad? Sam says, clean. Searched it top to bottom. No EMF, no hex bags, no silver. Dean says, so probably no ghosts, no witches, no demons. Three down and 97 to go. <laughs> Sam says, dude, you're going 20. Dean's like, and? <laughs> Sam says, that's the speed limit. Dean says, so what, safety's a crime now? <laughs> Dean drives past the motel. Uh, and Sam says, dude, where are you going? That was our hotel. Dean says, Sam, I'm not going to make a left-hand turn into oncoming traffic. I'm not suicidal. <laughs> Did I just say that? That was kind of weird. <laughs> Dean laughs and Sam says, do you hear something? Sam pulls out his EMF reader, which is going off only when pointed at Dean. Dean says, am I haunted? Am I haunted? (laughs) 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 We cut to Sam walking down the street and getting off the phone with Bobby. He walks up to Baby and doesn't see Dean, so he gets closer. I have the tiger starts playing, and we see that Dean is laying down inside playing the air drums. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sam knocks on the door, startling Dean again. He gets out and says, dude, look at this. And he shows... Um, Sam some scratch marks on his forearm 
Sam says, I just talked to Bobby. You're not going to like it. It's ghost sickness. Dean says, ghost sickness? God, no. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Sam says, okay, some cultures believe that certain spirits can infect the living with a disease, which is why they stopped displaying bodies in houses and started taking them off to funeral homes. Symptoms are you get anxious and scared, then really scared, then your heart gives out. Sound familiar? Dean says, yeah, but Sam, we haven't seen a ghost in weeks. Sam says, well, I doubt you caught it from a ghost. Look, once a spirit infects that first person, ghost sickness can spread like any sickness. Through a cough, a handshake, whatever. It's like the flu. Now, Frank O'Brien was the first to die, which probably means he was the first infected. Patient zero. Dean says, our very own outbreak, monkey. Sam says, right, get this. Frank was in Maumee over the weekend. <laughs> softball tournament, which is where he must have infected the other two victims. Dean says, were they Gamecocks? Sam says, corn jerkers. <laughs> <laughs> Even more better. <laughs> I know. God. <laughs> well. Uh, yep. And that's all she wrote. That's right. <laughs> Dude says, so ghosts infected Frank. He passed it on to the other guys. I got it. And, and I got it from his corpse. So now what? I have 48 hours before I go insane and my heart stops. I almost said fart stops. <laughs> before I go insane and my heart stops. <laughs> Sam says, more like 24. Dean says, super. Well, why me? Why not you? I mean, you got hit with the spleen juice. Sam says, yeah. Uh, I don't know what this word is. Yeah, you see, Bobby and I have a theory about that, too. Turns out all three victims shared a certain personality type. Frank was a bully. The other two victims... One of them was a vice principal. The other was a bouncer. Basically, they were all dicks. <laughs> Dean says, so you're saying I'm a dick? Sam says, no, no, it's not just that. All th <laughs> <laughs> it's not just <laughs> right. that. <laughs> all three victims used fear as a weapon, and now this disease is just returning the favor. The favor. Dean says, I don't scare people. Sam says, Dean, all we do is scare people. <laughs> Dean says, okay, well, then you're a dick, too. Sam says, <laughs> Apparently, I'm not. <laughs> Dean says, whatever. How do we stop it? Sam says, we ganked the ghost that started all this. We do that. The, the disease should clear up. <laughs> I'm struggling. Dean says, you thinking Frank's wife? Sam says, who knows why she killed herself, you know? Hey, what are you doing waiting out here anyway? Dean says, our room's on the fourth floor. It's high. <laughs> Sam says, I'll see if I can move us down to the first. Dean says, thanks. Sam says, sure. Sam walks away, and Dean gets back into the car. He opens up the box of donuts that Sam brought, but he looks disappointed by the contents. We cut to Dean in his motel room. He's sitting at a desk and watching a clock tick the seconds. He looks down at the book in front of him. It has drawings of people throwing up blood. <laughs> we see words like ghost sickness, delirium, and horrible death. As he's reading, we see certain words are in bold. They read, you're dying. Again. Loser. <laughs> you gonna cry? Baby gonna cry? <laughs> the clock starts ticking very loudly, and we hear some glass shatter. Sam comes in the room and sees the clock broken on the ground. Isn't it the Starburst clock, too? It is, yeah. yeah. It totally is. I forgot to mention that. Mm -hmm. um, Dean is on the couch drinking a beer. Sam says, everything all right? Dean says, oh, yeah, just peachy. Find anything? Sam says, yeah, Jesse O'Brien's body was cremated, so I'm pretty sure she's not our ghost. How are you feeling? Dean says, awesome. It's nice to have my head on the chopping block again. I almost forgot what that feels like. <laughs> it's freaking delightful. Sam says, we'll keep looking. So Dean takes a drink of beer and then starts choking. He goes over to the sink and coughs out a wood chip. Sam's like, we've been ignoring the biggest clue we have. You. Dean says, I don't want to be a clue. <laughs> Sam says, the abrasions, this, the disease, it's trying to tell us something. Dean says, tell us what, wood chips? Sam says, exactly. So we cut to Sam and Dean driving up to an old lumber mill. They park and get out of the car. The place is totally abandoned. Abandoned. Did I say that right? 
I think so. Okay. <laughs> it, just, it just felt weird coming out. <laughs> Dean says, I'm not going in there. Sam says, I need backup and you're all I've got. You're going in, Dean. Dean pulls out a bottle of whiskey and starts chugging it. <laughs> he says, let's do this. It's a little spooky, isn't it? <laughs> they open the trunk and Sam tries to hand Dean a gun. Dean says, oh, I'm not carrying that. It could go off. I'll man the flashlight. Sam says, you do that. They start creeping around inside, and Sam's EMF starts making noise. Dean says, EMF's not going to work with me around, is it? <clears throat> Sam says, oh, no. Sam sees a ring on the ground and picks it up. It's inscribed, to Frank, love Jesse. Sam says, Frank O'Brien's ring. Dean says, what the hell is Frank doing here? Sam says, no idea. So they keep snooping around, and they hear some noise coming from inside a locker. Sam opens it up, and it's a cat. Dean starts screaming like a girl. Like, uh, just freaking out. And it's, like, one of the best things. It is. He, he screams <laughs> loud and long. Yeah. <laughs> it is like that. Then he says, that was scary. <laughs> you can so tell, though, that he's, like, trying not to laugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, imagine how many takes it would have got or would have taken to get that, you know? Yeah. Not just, like, hit, 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 you know? I know. Yeah, to, like, do that and not laugh, too. Mm-hmm. God. So Sam just walks away, and Dean says, wait. Sam and Dean go into another room, and Sam finds an ID for a Luther Garland. Dean finds a drawing of a woman. He says, hey, is this Frank's wife? Sam says, plot thickens. Dean says, yeah, but into what? Dean picks up the drawing, and some of the lumber, some of the lumber mill machinery turns on. Then they notice a ghost with its back turned to them in a corner of the room. Sam yells, hey. The ghost, uh, the, oh, okay, sorry. Sam yells, hey, the ghost and Dean both flinch. Then Dean turns away. The ghost turns to Sam, and we see that it's Luther from the ID card. He starts waving towards them, so Sam rock salt, he starts walking towards them. (laughs) So Sam rock salt shoots it, and it disappears. Back at the car, Dean is drinking more whiskey. Sam runs over. Drinking all his pain away. Yeah, all his anxiety. (laughs) Been there. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Sam runs over and holds up Luther's ID card. Sam says, guess we got the right place. So we cut to Sam and Dean back at the police station. Linus, the cop, hands a folder to Sam and says, this is the Garland file. Dean is scratching his arm and looking a little woozy. Linus asks, is he drunk? Sam says, no. (laughs) Deputy, according to this, Luther Garland's cause of death was physical trauma. What does that mean? Linus says, the guy died 20 years ago, before my time. Sorry. Sam says, then can we talk to the sheriff? Linus says, he's out sick today. Sam says, well, if you see him, will you have him call us? We're staying at the Bluebird. And he turns around to leave. Dean says to Linus, you know what? You're awesome. (laughs) Sam, uh, not Sam, Linus laughs and says, thanks. Um, You too, I guess. Then Sam drags Dean out of the police station. Over the phone. It sounded like you said PlayStation. Uh, there. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> Out of the police station. Over the phone intercom, the sheriff says, Who is that? Linus says, It was those FBI guys. The sheriff's like, Linus says, A file, Luther Garland's. We cut to inside the sheriff's office. He is scratching his forearms with crumpled up tinfoil. Oh, God. Mm. Did you see that? Yeah. That well, was disgusting. Okay. So, this isn't really gonna give anything away because obviously like i mean at this point if he's scratching his arm he's got the sickness right Right, right, at first when i watched it i was like he's trying to make it look like he's you know i'm like he's trying to make it look like he didn't do something or that he didn't you know i was like huh you know like why would you be tearing apart your arm with tinfoil but then it's like oh because if something itches enough you're gonna itch it as hard as you can right like yeah can you even imagine how awful that would feel with tinfoil Gross. Or, like, how good it would feel because it's itching it, That's you know? True. Like, but at what point, at what cost, you know? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so then the sheriff loads a gun. He hears a voice saying over and over, They know. They know what you did, and they're going to make you pay. He looks at his own reflection in one of his trophies, and his reflection is talking. <laughs> uh, the reflection is the one talking. So we cut to the Peaceful Pines Assisted Living Facility. Dean says to Sam, this isn't going to work. Come on, these badges are fake. What if we get busted? We could go to jail. Sam says, Dean, shh, calm down. Deep breath, okay? (laughs) They both take a deep breath, and Sam says, there, you feel better? Dean shakes his head no. (laughs) Sam says, just come on, don't scratch. 
They go into a cafeteria and approach an old man sitting at a table. Sam says, Mr. Garland? Hi, I'm Agent Tyler. This is Agent Perry, FBI. We'd like to ask you a few questions about your brother, Luther. Mr. Garland says, let me see some ID. So they hand them over, and Dean looks very nervous. He says, these are real. Obviously. I mean, who would pretend to be an FBI agent, huh? That's just nutty. It's like, dude, calm down. (laughs) Mr. Garland hands the IDs back and asks, what do you guys want to know? Sam holds up a file and says, according to this, your brother Luther died of physical trauma. Mr. Garland scoffs, and Sam says, you don't agree. Mr. Garland says, no, I don't. Sam says, well, then, what would you call it? Mr. Garland says, don't matter what an old man thinks. Sam says, Mr. Garland, we're just trying to get the truth on your brother. Please. Mr. Garland says, everyone was scared of Luther. They called him a monster. He was too big, too mean looking, just too different. Didn't matter. He was the kindest man I ever knew. Didn't matter that he never hurt no one. A lot of people failed Luther. I was one of them. I was a a widower with three youngins, and I told myself there was nothing I could do. Sam pulls out a drawing of Jesse and says, Mr. Garland, do you recognize this woman? Mr. Garland says, it's Jesse O'Brien. Her man, Frank, killed Luther. Sam says, how do you know that? Mr. Garland says, everybody knows. They just don't talk about it. Jesse was a receptionist at the mill. She was always real nice to Luther, and he had a crush on her. But Frank didn't like it. When, when Jesse went missing, Frank was sure that Luther had done something to her. Turns out the old gal killed herself, but Frank didn't know that. We cut to a flashback of Luther working at the mill at night. Frank confronts him with a shotgun. Frank sees that Luther has a buttload of drawings of Jesse hanging on the wall. He gets Luther outside and gets a chain around his neck. The chain is attached to Frank's truck, and Frank starts driving. Ugh. Ugh. That is just the so awful. Is it just me, though, or is this, like, totally, like, of Mice and Men vibes? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, minus, obviously, it doesn't, like, line up perfectly, but it's, like, the big dude I read something get it, that you know, said like, that it was a lot of, like, yeah. like that is, they did Have that you, Did purpose. you ever read of Mice and Men? Uh, I saw a movie. Okay. I didn't read the book. Steinbeck, okay. right? I don't remember. I just remember I had to read it in, like... Oh, yeah, I didn't have to. English yeah. class or something at some point, but... There's one thing. This episode, everyone loves this episode because of the, the cat in the locker and Dean screaming mm-hmm. and, you know, how funny it is when the things that he's scared of. But this mm-hmm. is actually a very sad episode, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. It's just, like, totally horrible, really. Yeah. Like, you get funny Dean moments, but I just yeah. don't... I don't call this episode a funny episode like a lot of people do. Yeah. I think, yeah, for me, I think it is a funny episode, but also it's, like, it's also dark. a sad and dark episode. Like, yeah. to me, there's not, like, there's some episodes that are more just, like, straight funny. Right. Where this one is, like, yes, it's got a lot of really hilarious things happen, mm-hmm. but overall it's kind of, like, dark. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I made my dad and Patty watch this episode. I was like, you're going to love it. It's so funny. And then at the, by the end of it, I was like, oh. I forgot. Yeah. Sorry. That was a little dark. <laughs> yeah. Well, this isn't what we were going for, but this is what it is. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I don't think it's a great episode because oh, I yeah. definitely do. Yeah. I love it. It is a good episode. But it is dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so back with Mr. Garland. Um, He says, they found Luther with a chain wrapped around his neck. He was dragged up and down that stretch outside the plant till he was past dead. Dean says, O'Brien was never arrested. Mr. Garland says, I screamed to every cop in town. They didn't want to look into Frank. He was a pillar of the community. My brother was just a town freak. Sam says, you must have hated Frank O'Brien. Mr. Garland said, I did for a long time, but life's too short for hate, son. And Frank wasn't thinking straight. His wife had vanished. He was terrified. A damn shame he had to put Luther through the same. But that's fear. It spreads and spreads. We cut to outside the facility. Dean says, or Dean holds up his arms and says, now we know what these are. Road rash. I'm guessing Luther swallowed some wood chips when he was being dragged down that road. Sam says, makes sense. You're experiencing his death in slow motion. Dean says, yeah, well, not slow enough, huh? So we burn some bones and get me healthy. Sam says, Dean, it won't be that easy. Dean says, no, no, it'll be that easy. Why wouldn't it be that easy? <laughs> Sam says, Luther was road hauled. His body was ripped to pieces. 
He's, he was probably scattered all over that road. There's no way we're going to find all the remains. Dean says, you're kidding me. Sam says, look, we'll just have to figure something else out. Dean says, you know what? Screw this. Come on, Sam. What are we doing? Sam says, we're hunting a ghost. Dean says, a ghost. Exactly. Who does that? <laughs> Sam says, us. Dean says, us? Right. And that's Sam. That is exactly why our lives suck. <laughs> I mean, come on. We hunt monsters. What the hell? I mean, normal people, they see a monster and they run. But not us. No, no. We, <laughs> we search out things that want to kill us. <laughs> yeah. Or eat us. You know who does that? Crazy people. We are insane. <laughs> you know? And then there's the bad diner food, the skeevy motel rooms, and then the truck stop waitresses with the bizarre rash. I mean, who wants this life, Sam? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Did you actually like being stuck in a car with me for eight hours every single day? I don't think so. I mean, I drive too fast and I listen to the same five albums over and over and over again. And I sing along. I'm annoying. I know that. And you, you're gassy. You eat half a burrito and you get toxic. I mean, you know what? You can forget it. Dean tosses Sam the car keys and starts to walk away. Sam says, whoa, Dean, where are you going? Dean says, stay away from me, Sam. Okay, because I am done with it. I am done with the monsters and the hellhounds and the ghost sickness and the damn apocalypse. I'm out. I'm done. I quit. And Dean walks away. The end. Yeah. As he's walking down the street, he hears a dog snarling at him. It's the little Yorkie. Oh, look, I wrote Yorkie. Okay. With a pink bow. Dean is terrified. We cut to Dean sitting in their motel room. Sam walks in and says, I looked everywhere for you, Dean. How the hell did you get here? Dean says, I ran. What do we do now? I got less than four hours on the clock. I'm going to die, Sammy. Sam says, yeah, you are. You're going back. Dean's like, back? Sam says, downstairs, Dean. Hell, it's about damn time, too. Truth is, you've been a real pain in my ass. Dean's vision starts to go wibbly-wobbly, and Sam's eyes go yellow. Dean stands up, and Sam holds his hand up, and Dean is shoved against the wall uh, with Sam's mind power. Dean says, no, you get out of my brother, you evil son of a bitch. Sam says, no one's possessing me, Dean. This is what I'm going to become. This is what I want to become. There's nothing you can do about it. Then he starts choking Sam. Uh, I think I meant Dean. Then he starts choking Dean. <laughs> then Sam says, hey, hey, Dean. And Sam is normal again. Dean was just hallucinating. We cut to outside the lumber mill. Bobby drives up to Sam, who was waiting for him. Sam says, thanks for coming up so quickly. Bobby asks where Dean is, and Sam says, homesick. So we cut to Dean inside his motel room, watching Gumby and scratching his arm. <laughs> we cut back to Bobby, who asks, so, have his hallucinations started yet? Sam says, yeah, a few hours ago. Bobby says, how are we doing on time? Sam says, we saw the coroner about 8 a.m. Monday morning, so just under two hours. What about you? You find anything? Bobby holds up a book and says, this encyclopedia of spirits dates to the Edo period. Edo? E-D-O? Edo? Edo, Edo, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard of it before, honestly. But apparently, it was yeah, it was a time. Have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Sam opens up the book, and it's all in Japanese. Sam says, you can read Japanese? Bobby says something in Japanese. And Sam says, I guess so, show off. <laughs> Bobby says, anyway, this book lists... Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, this book lists a kind of ghost that could be our guy and infects people with fear. It's called a buru-buru. Sam asks, does it say how to kill it? Bobby says, same as usual, burn the remains. Sam sighs and says, wonderful. Is there a plan B? Bobby says, well, the buru buru is born of fear. Hell, it is fear. And the lore says we can kill it with fear. Sam says, so we have to scare a ghost to death. Bobby says, pretty much. <clears throat> Sam says, how the hell are we going to do that? So we cut to Dean chilling in his motel room. Sam calls him and says, so just ride out the trip, okay? You're going to be... <laughs> so, hey, Sam says, so just write out the trip okay you're gonna be fine we got a plan dean asks what is it sam says just a good plan all right hang in there they hang up and we stay with sam bobby says this is a terrible plan <laughs> sam says yeah tell me about it bobby says i know i said scare the ghost to death but this sam says hey if you got a better idea i'm listening so sam goes into the mill alone we cut back to Dean, who is hearing a dog snarling and barking. The door starts rattling. Then it busts open, and the sheriff is there. Dean says, Sheriff, what are you doing? He's holding a gun and says, 
Why are you looking into Luther Garland's death? Dean says, hey, you're sick. You're sick, all right? Just like me. Okay, you got to relax. The sheriff hits Dean and says, Frank O'Brien was my friend, so he made a mistake. So I didn't bust him. So what? And you're going to bring me down over that? He points the gun at Dean, who pushes it away. The sheriff drops it, and they start to fight. Then Dean gets him on the ground, and the sheriff says, get away from me. Dean says, you got to calm down. Then the sheriff's heart stops. The sheriff's heart stops. <laughs> Back with Sam, he goes into Luther's workroom. Bobby says, on um, Sam's walkie-talkie, any luck? Sam says, I don't know what's wrong, Bobby. Last time he came right at us. It's almost like he's scared. Sam puts his gun on the floor, and Bobby asks, so now what? Sam says, I guess I got to make him angry. Sam grabs some drawings of Jesse and yells, hey, Luther. He rips up the drawings and yells, come on, Luther. Where the hell are you? What are you waiting for? The machines turn on in the lumber mill, and suddenly Luther is behind Sam. We cut to Dean, who is madly scratching his arms. He hears Sam say, you're going back. It's about damn time, too. Dean finds a Bible, and I think he's praying. Uh, it looked like he was praying, didn't it? I mean, yeah. It looked like it to me. Yeah. Last-ditch effort. You yeah. Know? <laughs> then Lilith is there in the little girl meat suit. She says, hi, Dean. He says, no, no. But she says, yes, it's me, Lilith. She hugs him and says, oh, I missed you so much. It's time to go back now. Dean pulls away and says, you are not real. She says, what's the matter, Dean? Don't you remember all the fun you had down there? You do remember. Four months is like 40 years in hell. Little dog years. And you remember every second. Dean kneels to the ground with chest pain and says, you are not real. Lilith says, it doesn't matter. You're still going to die. You're still going to burn. Dean says, why me? Why did I get infected? Lilith says, silly goose. You know why, Dean. Listen to your heart. Ba-boom. Ba-boom. She says this over and over. And it starts, like, screaming. It. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was creepy as hell. It was kind of creepy. Yeah. yeah. So we cut back to Sam, who is getting the crap kicked out of him by Ghost Luther. Sam manages to throw a chain around Luther's neck and then yells, punch it, Bobby. The other end of the chain is attached to Baby. The ghost is dragged out of the mill and down the road, and the ghost finally disappears, and so does Lil Lilith. Lilith. <laughs> so does Lilith. <laughs> Dean is okay, and the scratch marks on his arms are gone. So we cut to Sam, Dean, and Bobby drinking beers outside. Dean says, so, you guys road hauled a ghost with a chain? Sam says, iron chain etched with a spell word. Dean says, hmm, well, that's a new one. Sam says, it's what he was most afraid of. It was pretty brutal, though. Dean says, on the upside, I'm still alive. So, uh, go team. <laughs> Sam asks, how you feeling, by the way? Dean says, fine. Bobby says, you sure, Dean? Because this line of work can get awful scary. <laughs> Dean says, I'm fine. Oh, you want to go hunting? I'll hunt. I'll kill anything. <laughs> Sam says, aww. And Bobby says, he's adorable. <laughs> I got to get out of here. You boys drive safe. And Bobby drives away. Sam says, so, what did you see? Near the end, I mean. Dean says, oh, besides a cop beating my ass? Sam says, seriously. Then Sam's eyes flash yellow. Dean says, howler monkeys. Whole room full of them. <laughs> Those things creep the hell out of me. No, no, just the usual stuff, Sammy. Nothing I couldn't handle. And credits. And then, after the credits... We have the best thing ever! We see Dean and Baby, Eye of the Tiger starts, and he's doing the air drums. Uh -huh. And then, the singing starts, and Dean starts. <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, what would you what would you call that? He just, so, like, lip syncs and... Yeah, Jensen, basically, he, like, he starts, like, laying down in the car, he's air drumming... And then he starts, like, lip-syncing to Eye of the Tiger and, like, doing motions and everything with it. And then he, like, pulls himself out of the car and is doing, like, a leg guitar thing. Yeah, the and, like, leg a guitar whole, is cool. You know, like, he's kind of going on. He's, like, doing the whole itchy arm thing. And it, it was pretty funny. It was pretty great. That's, I, like, one of the best videos yeah, ever. Yeah, I love it. But, yeah. So, thoughts? Thoughts, yes. I have thoughts. So, I looked up the... the Edo period, Edo period, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's a period in Japanese history between 1603 and 1868. Um, it's, so it says Japan was under the rule of the Tokugawa shogunate mm -hmm. and the country's 300 regional di di mm, di daimo? 
Okay. I don't know how to say that. I don't either. I do not speak even one word of Japanese, yeah, yeah. so I probably totally butchered that. Um, but yeah, so. Okay, cool. Between 1603 and 1868 in Japan. All right. Um, but yeah, other than that. The only other thought that I had was that we finally saw the Starburst clock again. Because I feel like it had been a little while. Yeah, I don't know if we saw it all at all in season three. Yeah, so, I don't know. I, I think... I don't think so. Well, I mean, usually, because we've been kind of, like, keeping track of it a little bit. Yeah. At least when it says it. So, and I don't think that, um... Yeah, I don't think we've seen it in a while. Yeah. So... But anyways, uh, what was your favorite moment from this episode? Oh, geez. I think my favorite moment was when um, there were a lot of good moments in this episode. Uh (laughs) But I think when Dean was like, we hunt monsters. Who does that? Yeah. We're insane people. Just that whole that Mm -hmm. whole speech was great. That's one of mine, too. (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I didn't like that. He was like, fuck this. I'm walking away. You're on your own. You know what I yeah. mean? But I mean, somebody who's truly terrified, though, will probably just be like, I'm out, sorry. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. So. Yeah, what was your favorite moment? Um, so I liked that whole speech that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he was like, so you're saying I'm a dick. And then Sam's like, no, it's not just that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. Like, yeah, like I'm not going to tell you that you're not because you are. But right. also, it could be other reasons. Yeah, yeah that's pretty great. Um, and then one that just, like, is hilarious to me is uh, and you you're gassy you eat half a burrito and you get toxic yeah because that's like a thing on set is like jared is quite the gassy person and they like yeah. mention it a lot at like conventions and that sort of stuff because yeah. it's like and he on, just gasses us out and on the blooper reels you see it's like the first season especially uh-huh. that like someone has farted in the car uh-huh. and that they're stuck in it and they're like it. choking yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's good. I love it. I'm pretty sure, like, whether Jared wanted people to know that about him or not, everybody does. Yeah. (laughs) Because, yeah, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. But it's so funny because it's in there multiple times in, like, different seasons, too. It's like he just keeps farting. Yeah. yeah. Well, in real life, um, Jared is the one who, like, eats a huge amount of food. While um, Jensen is uh, not, a, I wouldn't call it a pick eater, but like a health conscious eater. Yeah. You know? He's, he's not eating junk food yeah. so often or whatever, where Jared's like, whatever. You know? Yeah, I'm just going to eat all of everything. Yeah. 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 Well, and I'm sure that's probably, though, too, when they were younger. Mm-hmm. You know, now, I mean, do they still do the same thing? I don't know. Like, possible. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm assuming that, I mean, the, and the more healthy things you eat, the more gassy you are. That is true. So, it's probably only gotten worse over yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, that is but true. we'll see. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I said we'll see. I mean, I guess if there's more bloopers with I did see scenes. on the season 14 blooper reel, there is a too much gas in the car moment again. Oh, really? And it seems like Jared is the one who is unleashed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unleash the Kraken. Yeah. The stink Kraken. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, have I seen that one? I don't know. I might have. I think I have, but I don't remember it. You, sh- you gotta watch it. It's pretty good. Yeah. I will at some point. Okay. I'm sure I've seen it actually, but I just don't remember. It's, it's only been, been like while. it's only been like a couple weeks since that DVDs got released, season okay. fourteen. So it was yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, but yeah, you just YouTube it. Yeah, I'll have to. I will. Yeah. <laughs> um. So our interesting facts from this episode. Uh, the first one is Jared was the reason for the clip at the end of the episode where Jensen lip syncs and air guitars, I have the tiger. Um, Jared decided to miss his cue to see what Jensen would do. <laughs> I love that. That's, That's so kind of great. Like, dance, monkey dance. Yeah. <laughs> but, yep. um, when Bobby replies to Sam in Japanese, what Bobby says roughly translates into since before you were born. Um, Jim Beaver suggested that he speak in Japanese because he is fluent in the language. Hmm. Yeah. Didn't know that, that seems just like something that Jim Beaver would do is just like be fluent in Japanese. Yeah. For some I don't know. Like, I don't know why it just seems like something that he would do, but it does to me. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. he. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. He's so great. Mm-hmm. Especially at the conventions and stuff. He's kind of like an awkward, grumpy old man. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Like, and not grumpy to the point of, like, 
you know, mean, but just kind of like, he's gruff. Yeah. That's what it, he's gruff. Yeah. But yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, the director of this episode, Philip. Ooh, Sagrisha. Sagria, maybe? Sagria? I don't know. I don't I know, know how to I, say that. That's fine. I think it's, I think I've heard it pronounced Sagria. Okay. I'm probably wrong and lying to we'll you. We'll go with it. Okay. I mean, it's better than what I had, so we'll go yeah. with it. <laughs> Um, so he also edited the show's gag reels. Um, for that reason, he would more readily let the cameras keep rolling in order to catch a potential goof. And so he didn't cut when Jensen started the Eye of the Tiger improvisation to see how it played out. Which, thank goodness, he didn't because that's like one of the golden moments of all Supernatural. Like, everybody knows that scene. Yes. Um. I remember watching this episode for the first time and, um. Being like, oh, credits, and not pushing the button to go to the next one yet, uh-huh. like I normally did. Uh-huh. And then and then this magic happened. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I was just so surprised. Yeah. I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. It's, it's a good moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the names of Frank's neighbors, Snakes, are Donnie and Marie, um, a reference to the singing and dancing brother-sister team, Donnie and Marie Osmond. Mm-hmm. Um... In his rant to Sam, Dean uh, makes his own... What? Dean... Oh, Dean mocks his own singing ability. In real life, Jensen cannot sing, or can not only sing, but can play the guitar and piano. And let me tell you what, he can sing. Oh, he can sing. Yeah. He can so sing. And I think it's hilarious when he sings What is the one that he did with Jason Mann's? Simple... Simple Man or something like that. He's done that one a few times. Simple Man. He does. Okay, the ones that I've seen him do are Simple Man, um, Brother. Yes. um, Heaven. I haven't seen that one. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch, yeah. (laughs) Um, Is it? I gotta see if it's actually Simple Man. It's gonna bug the crap out of me. I feel like that's not the name of it. No, it I is, know he it has. Is yeah, man. I just man. thought the title of the song was different, but you're right. Oh no, I that's like the one the one that I've seen the most frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, heaven. He, I've else? seen heaven. I haven't seen it in real life. I've seen it on video. Yeah, he did. A, he, he does like whipping post. Yeah, is, is that the, is that that the that one song? that he did with the what's the guy from like Lincoln Park or something like that? Or not Lincoln Park? Some oh, sort of. Yeah, I can't remember oh, the name of that band. I don't even did remember. I don't remember what song they did together either. Yeah. And I know I've seen that one a couple of times, but I don't know. I don't remember what the song is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, he's good. Oh, yeah. He is really good. Yeah. Simple Man especially. You guys mm-hmm. need to just get on YouTube and Google, or not Google it, but search for I mean, yeah, Simple Man way. and Jensen Ackles, and you mm-hmm. will just be blown away. Yeah, it's good. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and then, oh, there was one that he did. Um... I don't remember. It must it must have been a, like a convention or a panel or something of some sort where it was like, you know, Misha and Jared and Jensen and Mark and all these different people were there like on a couch. And I think Jared was playing the guitar. They were doing free falling. Yes. As a, I saw that too. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. remember Misha being there, but like Rob and Rich was. were there. I think Rob and Rich were yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. just remember there's like a couch of them all sitting together. Mm-hmm. And I think Jared was playing the guitar and Jensen was singing. And, yeah, I don't remember what else was going on. I just remember Jensen singing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, <sighs> anyways. <laughs> um, interesting facts. <laughs> In the season three finale, No Rest for the Wicked, Sam tells Dean he totally should have been jamming to his goodbye, uh, jamming his goodbye speech to Eye of the Tiger, and Dean finally jams to that song in this episode. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Um... So it says about Mark's snakes. Um, Donnie is a jaguar carpet python, and Marie is an albino reticulated python. Um, both are constrictors, and Marie is e- easily large enough to wrap around your neck and kill you. Um, in the wild, reticulated pythons grow over 20 feet long and can swallow some adult humans. Oh, so, my God. Okay, I, ha- I have a story. Okay. So, did you ever have, um, oh, was it the reptile man? No. He's from... I don't even know. He's from Washington somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's got, like, you can go, he's got, like, a zoo 
that you oh, can go cool. and see. I mean, there's like these huge like enclosures with these big old snakes and stuff in them. And he's got like turtles and snakes and all these different things. Cool. Um, and he comes to the elementary schools and I think he still might do it. Like, cause mm-hmm. I saw not that long ago. Well, okay. It might've been like a couple years ago, but still, you know, yeah. compared to when I was in elementary school, you know, like, um, he's still going out and doing shows and he's he'll bring like little baby alligators or like you know the snakes and stuff and i remember he's got this snapping turtle that's like super old but he's also got one of those big yellow and white pythons that he brings and um i remember at my school what they did is they like had a bunch of us stand in like a line and there was a ton of us and we were all like holding this python right because it took so many I mean elementary schoolers to hold this thing yeah. and like it was big and heavy like it wasn't Weird. like it was a big snake and it was just yeah. kind of like okay you know but yeah, it was kind of cool that's creepy and cool like I just remember it feeling super heavy yeah and then it was like very very long but I don't know if it was 20 feet long but it was like definitely how big. oh excuse me how thick was it I mean, it was probably, like, that in some places, at That's least. That's, like, a foot. No. I mean, so, I'm trying to think. Like, easily, you know, the not, like, a dinner plate size, but, like, the smaller dinner plates. Yeah. Like, a sandwich plate or whatever you want to call it. Like, mm-hmm. easily that big around, if not okay. more in some areas. But Ooh, not by, so like, crazy. a ton more. It wasn't dinner plate sized or yeah. anything. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, it was quite large. I would say, oh, I don't even know. Like, That's I'm cool. trying to, like, look at something maybe in here that would be about the same. Oh, don't worry yeah, about it. I don't it. know. Anyways, but large. And mm-hmm. because, I mean, the longer they get, right, the bigger they have to grow. They're yeah. not going to just be, like, skinny little noodles, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> so, and, I mean, I'm sure it was so heavy because of all the muscles, right? Like, it's a constrictor. Mm-hmm. That's what it does. So. Yeah. But, yeah, that was, it was kind of fun. That sounds just, awesome. Yeah. And they have, like, Killian might like that. Yeah, I'll have to look into it and see. I don't know where it is. It might be kind of far away. I remember going there when I was a kid at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I remember it seeming like it was going to take a long, or seeming like it took a long time to drive there, but I just, yeah, I don't remember. It's been Well, sounds awesome. So, anyways, so our research for this week is about um, dying of fright, because it's a thing. Like, it you is can't a thing. actually die yeah. from being afraid. Um, and this is off of Ranker. Oh, <laughs> uh, our love affair with Ranker. I know. It's a beautiful thing. It is. Yeah. We, we find so much interesting stuff. So the title of this one was What Happens to Your Body When You Die of Fright. Um, it says, um, can you be scared to death? Can you really die of fear? It's not just a saying. You can actually die of fright. It's a stress-induced reaction where some external stimulant is so great that the body kicks into a level of overdrive that actually kills you. Um, scientists say what dying of fright is like sort of resembles a heart attack. Um, you have a surge of adrenaline that hits you and causes your heart to go crazy. Um, sometimes being scared to death is a calm experience where the shock causes you to enter a dreamlike state of consciousness. (laughs) Like you just pass out. Um, dying of fear as well as dying of a broken heart are both real, verifiable phenomena caused by the same set of physiological processes. Um... So it says, although being elderly or having a pre-existing heart condition can increase your risk of dying from fright, they certainly aren't necessary conditions for it. According to doctors, it's possible for a person with a totally healthy heart to get scared to death. It all depends on the severity of the fright, the length of time your heart spends in distress, and the amount of blood that gets restricted from the brain and organs. Um, So if you're someone who knows they have a trigger-like response to fear, be aware of the potential dangers of exposing yourself to too much of it. The good news? The doctors say the reoccurrence is low. Oh my god. (laughs) Um, And studies show only about 5% of patients have more than one attack. So it it must, like, it obviously doesn't kill you all the time, but it could Mm -hmm. potentially. It's like one of those things that, like, how do you test it, right? Yeah. Because you're going to kill somebody. Like, you're not going to... That's like one of those, um, oh, what's that doctor from, like, the Holocaust that would do human experiments. Oh, yeah, I don't remember his name. What's his name? Um, that sounds like something he would do. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, frowned upon. Right. I mean, it's always frowned upon, but still, you mm-hmm. know. Um, 
So it says animalistic drive takes over the brain whenever something scary occurs, um, especially if that thing is so scary it sends your body into a tailspin. Um, physiologically speaking, the first thing that happens when you're scared to death is a cascade of hormones um, that gets released by the nervous system, preparing the body to either stand its ground and take on a threat or flee from it as quickly as possible. Mm. Um, although this hormonal release is meant to help manage stress in moments of danger, sometimes it could also be the thing that ushers in a series of physical responses that kills you instead. <laughs> oh, my God. Um Sometimes when the fight-or-flight response goes into overdrive, it causes the heart to beat uncontrollably, which can be fatal. Um, take, for example, the death of Danielle Goldberg, a 26-year-old woman who got trapped in an elevator. Um, as her stress escalated in the enclosed space, her heart began to beat rapidly and wildly. Uh, she died in the hospital from cardiac arrest shortly after being rescued. Oh, my God. That's so sad. It's like, ugh. And after she was, like, rescued and okay, rescued and okay you know, like, ugh. Um, so it says, when the body is trying to deal with a terrifying situation, it releases different chemicals. Uh, one of those is adrenaline. But if the body releases too much adrenaline, it can prove deadly. High levels can damage an otherwise healthy heart, and they can completely stop a less healthy one. As a result, some people who die of fright do so after this adrenaline release throws them into cardiac arrest, causing them to die of a heart attack. Um... Calcium works hand-in-hand with adrenaline in the heart during fight-or-flight. Adrenaline release actually triggers calcium channels um, in the heart to open up. The calcium rushing into the heart makes this heart... In the heart... Okay, let me start the sentence. The calcium rust... You got this. Calcium rushing into the heart cells make the heart contract, and they don't allow it to relax until you're out of harm's way. However, uh, too much calcium in the heart cells can essentially calcify the heart freezing it into contraction so that it can't beat like it's supposed to be able to Um, like too much adrenaline to the heart too much calcium can cause the heart to malfunction and cause cardiac arrest in a really scared person um when you become so scared that your body releases a bunch of adrenaline your heart begins to quiver instead of beat and blood stops getting circulated um this quiver is also called ventricular fibrillation I know how to say these things, but currently I can't. <laughs> you can't find um, And it can be caused by the adrenaline and calcium released into the heart. Um, doctors have reported patients who are experiencing an overwhelming response to stress have hearts with a perfect blood supply that literally stopped moving as a result of extreme stress. Um, the Japanese have an expression to describe the strange shape that your heart can take when you die of fright. They call it, I'm going to butcher this, Takosubo syndrome, after the word for Japanese octopus traps. Mm. Um, In response to the adrenaline and calcification happening inside the heart during an extremely scary situation, the heart will balloon in some places and contract in others. This causes the heart to look somewhat like an octopus trap or takosubo. Mm. Mm, Okay. Could be saying that wrong. Um, (laughs) In English, uh, doctors refer to this phenomenon as stress cardiomyopathy cardiomyopathy or the fear-related heart problem that affects healthy people um it says okay so you're mid-death by fright and your heart has stopped pumping blood (laughs) it's calcified into a contraction and just sort of quivering inside your chest the next thing that happens to you is pretty obvious your blood pressure blood pressure plummets and dramatic and prolonged blood drops in blood pressure can actually kill you um blood supplies that are critical to the functioning of the brain and essential organs could become so restricted that they stop working altogether. If this happens, your death by fright was caused by a lack of blood supply. Jeez. Um, All sorts of fun stuff. That's just awful. (laughs) Um, Another effect of a contracted heart and plummeting blood pressure is that you can pass out in the midst of dying from fright, which is quite honestly what I would want to do. I'd want to pass out. I wouldn't want to experience that. If I'm going to die from fright, just let me pass the fuck out first. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Death by fright shares lots of symptoms in common with a panic attack, including heart palpitations, dizziness, and a feeling of detachment or unreality. Unreality. Yeah, that's That's, a thing. Well, I just don't know if I'm saying that right. Unreality. Yeah, unreality. Whatever. Um, And the majority of these are caused by lack of blood flow to the brain and organs. Um, So you might pass out in a moment of extreme fear. The hope is just that you'll also wake up. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um... There's a phenomenon known as tonic immobility, 
um, that creatures throughout the animal kingdom experience when they are sometimes literally in the jaws of death, um, and humans are no exception. When the threat is high enough, our bodies will go into full-on possum mode. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Our eyes will close, our limbs will splay and swing like a rag doll, and we might even defecate, all to prove to an aggressor that we're no longer worth their time because we're already dead. Oh my god. (laughs) So I'm just gonna poop so you don't think I'm interesting anymore. Right, right. Jesus. Another benefit of tonic tonic immobility is that it essentially makes the body insensitive to pain. Um, Sometimes it allows the person experiencing the shock to slip into death without experiencing the unbelievable pain associated with the assault. So, I mean, that'd be good. Yeah. Just, like, go stiff, pass out, play dead, and you're not going to feel it. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. I'd take that and pass it out over, like, feeling feeling like I have a heart attack or, you know. Yeah. Fun stuff. That whole article made me nervous. Yeah. Thanks, Ranker. (laughs) I know. That's funny that you, you get all, like upset about the ones about demons and you can't read it and and i'm like that dying afraid it's just too real you know what i mean i mean yeah it's yeah it's too like because i have panic attacks and it's said that it's a lot like having a panic attack yeah yeah but here's the thing though is that the amount that this happens is not that's frequent. True. you know yeah. it's like basically they're saying you know this sort of stuff happens And most of the time you wake up, you know, or you, you know, whatever, you're fine from it. But sometimes it goes to where it's, like, too much, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah. But um, what is your idget or ass butt moment from this week? Okay, so I got this new shirt from Target. It's got a little ghost on it. (laughs) And it says, just here for the booze. Mm -hmm. And it's spelled booze, like B-O-O-S. I thought it was B-O-O-O-S. Maybe it's three O's and an S, but it's in cursive. Yeah. (laughs) um, I've seen this shirt because you were telling me about this. So I I, I bought it because I loved it, and I wore it, like, a couple days later at Target. And um, this woman – oh, no, no, no. Before that, I showed showed Eric my – and he says, Mm -hmm. does that say boobs? (laughs) And I'm like, no, it says booze. And he's like, oh, it looks like it says I'm just here for the boobs. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, whatever. I still like it. So I went to Target and this older woman stopped me and she was like, what does your shirt say? And she was like getting ready to scold me. She was not happy with me. And so I showed her and she just went, oh. And then walked away. And <laughs> like, I, and I, I've been put in my place. I know. And I want. I, I should have, but I didn't at the time. I wanted to be like, I bought it here, bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like come on. Go look down whatever yeah. aisle, you know. Yeah. So I offended some lady. <laughs> yeah, well. That's okay. I kind of like the shirt better, even if it says just here for the boobs. Like She was being an ass butt, though. Yeah. Let's be real. Like, yeah. even if somebody had that on their shirt, who cares? You're not wearing it. Move it's on. not even really offensive. No. Like, even if it said, even if it did say boobs, it wouldn't be I'm here for the boobs. Yeah. Like, eh, okay, it's kind of like, eh. Yeah. It's like, kind of gross, I guess. But I mean, depending on like the reason behind wearing it, you know. Oh like, yeah. If it was some like random guy strolling through Target wearing that shirt and not shopping or not doing anything, just like there, that'd be a little to creepy. Show up. Like that would be creepy and gross. Yeah. Like. like you know, whatever. Yeah. So anyways, it was just a weird moment that happened. Yeah. So I'm still going to wear the shirt. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah. Who cares? Especially since, like, it's almost October. So. I know. That's the point. I got Ta-da. my Halloween shirt. Yeah. So anyway, what was your idiot or asset moment? So my idiot moment was, so I've been moving. Well, right. I, ha- I haven't. I-, I moved, but I've been unpacking stuff and, you know, whatnot. And I straight up sliced my thumb open with a pocket knife because oh, I'm an idiot and I know better. I Well, okay, so it wasn't like, it was like one of my, it was a little like 12 way like utility tool thing. Oh, right, tiny. yeah. So like, and the, it wasn't the knife part of it. There's like one that has like a little notch and then like a tiny little knife like okay, a yeah. little tiny blade on it it's like at the very end I don't know what it's for but mm-hmm. whatever it was working for opening boxes so I was using it yeah <laughs> and um yeah I just like I cut towards myself and it slipped and I gouged my thumb and mm. it was hard to work for a couple days because oh, I, I had to like 
<laughs> like glue it shut with liquid band-aid you know? yeah i was like eh. and i'm pretty sure i'm gonna have a scar now because i already kind of do yeah and it's sucks. like oh man you know it was a big one too it was bleeding a lot it took Ugh. a little while to stop bleeding but also like i think in the webbing of your thumb that's like kind of one of those areas that like just oh, moves a lot yeah, yeah. but oh that's gross yeah. i'm sorry so that was my idiot moment was knowing better and still pulling the knife towards me anyways mm. <laughs> I know I cut that way too sometimes. I know you're supposed to cut away, but sometimes I just it's oh, I just do it all more the time. convenient. Yeah. And I had done so many boxes that way, and I was just like, whatever, because I'm careful with it. But right. like, it just got stuck. There was like a couple different layers of tape because it was a box that had like been taped and then retaped and blah blah. blah. And yeah. So it just like the knife skipped and just like sliced straight into my finger. Ew. So, Ugh. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's great. <laughs> <clears throat> But. Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Did I just interrupt you? No. Are you sure? You're good. Yeah, okay. I was just like, but, eh, you know, like, okay. that was it. That's all that I was happened. like, wait, wait a minute. Oh, before we go, we just want to give a big shout out to Norway. Yeah, seriously, you guys. Like, for some reason, like, on so chartable, which is like a way that we can kind of see how many like downloads we've had and whatnot. Like Norway is kicking butt. Yeah, for real. So hi Norway. Thanks for listening. We love you. We love you. <laughs> Keep listening. Yeah. Well so thank you for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. And please, please email us. We just want to hear from you guys. Like if it's, like, even if you're just like, hey, we're from here, or, like, whatever. Because, okay, here's another thing about our, you know, statistics. We don't know how to read them well. Well, there's not a, there's not there's, a like, site that will tell us exactly how many listens we have. Yeah. There's so, no way to know. Well, and, like, the listens that we have aren't that big. Like, we don't care about that. It's more of, like, we want to know, like, where people are coming from and, like, you know, like, where we're reaching right. I guess yeah because like you know it's just kind of cool to be like oh there's supernatural fans in Norway there's supernatural fans in you know Australia there's supernatural fans and like there's some like countries that I have never even heard of before but they're on there and mm-hmm. we're like okay this is kind of cool so like yeah let us know yeah it's we cool. want to know so anyways um you can visit our Facebook page it's just an aspect of supernatural podcast So thanks again. Thank you.